Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about what's going on with the fall season of anime in 2021. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here on another podcast for you guys and us. Yeah, man, me too. And by be here, that's basically all I am. I am back in school, so I have had almost zero time. And by almost, I mean absolutely zero time to keep up on current anime. I'm barely watching what we've got on the the docket for the podcast. So I am of no help currently with how the fall 2021 season's sitting. But you, Weeb Master General, are going to keep us up to date with how things are moving along. Yes, 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 yes. So, the fall anime is doing anything except falling short of being great. Um, It is stacked. Like, we've got a lot of returning sequels. We've got Demon Slayer. We've got Mashoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, the second core. We've got um, 86, the second season slash second core. And there is also a new sword art movie progressive, but haven't seen that in the States yet, but it did air in Japan. And it's got pretty high reviews. I'm pretty excited for that to get over here eventually. And then we got a lot of new stuff, a lot of sleepers, a lot of stuff that should have just slept and never woken up because I felt like it was trash. <laughs> so we're going to get stuff that I'm looking forward to that isn't released yet, like JoJo's Part 6. Um, and also, um, also Eureka, the yes. Eureka 7 High Evolution movies. Yes. Um, I'm excited. But yeah, yeah. What, where, are we, where are we sitting right now? So right now, <clears throat> we're going to start at the top of the docket. Um, probably the most hyped anime of the year only because, you know, of what it's done manga cell-wise, what the movie did. And yes, I am talking about Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, season two, um, is in full effect. But there is some weirdness with it because... It is a retelling of the train arc, but we started with a new original episode. We got a um, Rengoku kind of special of what he was doing before the train, like the Mugen train arc. And honestly, that was 30 minutes of hype. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, it really gave us more of an understanding of who Rengoku is as a person. Like, even though I feel like the movie did a great job of that. But it expanded upon his character and also made that nebital moment, if you know, if you know. It's going to hit a lot harder, I feel like, in the series opposed to the movie because of what we've seen more of Rengoku. Yeah, man. I'm I'm kind of excited. This was a big question we had at the release of the Mugen Train Arc movie. Was how are you going to have a movie that is... Uh, canonical, like the canonical continuation of the story and have season two of the television uh, season actually pick up on that? Like, are you going to make people go buy a ticket to the movie just to stay up on the story? And it turns out, no, with the first seven episodes of the season, they're doing a retelling of the Mugen train arc, um, which is exciting. Like you make it this whole big event, you make your money, and you still have the opportunity to like continue the story in just the TV telling, which I kind of like. I'm curious if this will be taken as a business model further down the road. 
Or is this kind of just the circumstances around telling the Demon Slayer story with like COVID in mind? Like, how do we make a, a business play on this with that in mind? I mean, I don't know. And honestly, it's kind of um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like a lot of people are still watching, myself included, um, Demon Slayer season two. But, you know, it's not as hype as new content would be even though there are a little few things added in there. But it does feel weird that it's a retelling of a movie that we've already seen. I get not everyone can see that. Um, but I also got um, Hakami, uh, Hakami Chronicles, the Demon Slayer game. I've been playing that. And it retells the story up until that point as well. So now I've experienced the Mugen Train arc three times over mm. before I've already, like, digest it the end of the series but that isn't slowing down like the ratings of demon slayer people are still loving it they're still watching it so obviously it still has that luster rengoku is an absolute beast um the comedy is hitting and the intro and the outro <laughs> are crazy bruh like crazy um i am still mad that we have 18 episodes and i believe seven of them are used for the retelling of the Mugen Train arc, so we only have like 11 new episodes, but I do know the beginning of the um, Entertainment District, which is new content and deals with the sound pillar, the sound Hashira, is the first episode of that is going to be an hour long, so. Yeah, that that's what I was seeing on Annie List. The first episode, or uh, episode eight, which is supposed to air on December 5th, um, is going to be a runtime of about an hour, which is a great kind of way to get more excitement and storytelling once you've finished your recap arc. Yeah. So, so certainly, certainly not like an extra large waste. So it's going to be a, a more of like a 12 ish episode, um, entertainment district, red light district arc. Yeah. Then no. it is like a full 24, uh, episode season for just that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if you like demon slayer rewatching, it's not going to hurt you. And you got the week, the week suspense, so give it a try. Um, <clears throat> second core. Uh, now we're getting into second cores that aired this year with Mushoko Tensin Jobless Reincarnation uh, Core 2, which isn't a season two. They're specifying it is the second part of season one. So I'm like, hell yeah. Uh, you didn't watch the first season of this yet, did you? This is the one about like the world's greatest isekai. Yes. I have not watched the first core of this now. So let me tell you, man, it is a very fun experience. And I do feel like it. I definitely see why it is praised as the best isekai. And I've been watching it with our buddy Cam, uh, Cameron Guchilla Turtle, who know, he knows who he is. Um, and we've like, I feel like this has the potential to be one of the best animes of all time. I know that's like high praise, but like. It is doing great. Like, Studio Bind, the studio that's making it, was created just to do this. Like, it was a mixture between two studios, like Studio White Fox, who did ReZero, which already does an astounding job with ReZero. And then, um, like, Egg Firm, I believe, or another studio as well, came together to make this Studio Bind, who is just pushing out Jobless Reincarnation through its completion. So I'm so happy that they're doing that. Um, each episode seems to have a new theme song, bruh. There's no clear intro with, like, credits or anything or outro. It's just scenery. 
each intro flows so beautifully into the episode. Like, it's just crazy because it's like part of the episode. You know, you're showing off the world and everything. It's like a pan shot of the mountains or the animals or the foliage um, in the world of Mushoku Tensin. And I haven't seen that from anime in Lord knows how long, if ever. But it's so clean and precise and... It does a really good job. Like the main character, um, you really get to see his struggle with being reincarnated and just hating who he was as a person. And it also has a good balance of humor and action in the story. The world building and storytelling is just like five stars. Like this anime is definitely one to watch. Like both. Like I'm I'm hyped for it. Like this is a biased review of this in my point, but it's also non-biased because it's so good. Yeah, and and it looks fun, and it's it's good to hear such a uh, praising review of it. Uh, it's one that we definitely need to put on the list so I can make time to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, now was the intro um, production style the same in the first season? Or yes. Is that the the new? Uh, so, no. it, like, both seasons kept that kind of direct to influence of the intro flowing in and out of the action. Yes, there was no constant intro. It was just going into the episode, like showing off the world, whether it's like the mom cooking in the kitchen or a child running or like an animal in the jungle. Like the intro pertained to each episode and it was just so, so good. And I believe they even use different songs, like really, really astounding stuff. Which that's always nice to see, like them taking artistic uh, liberties and visual storytelling. Yeah, because that's one of those things that makes it totally different from your your run of the mill everyday anime. Yeah, and I mean like it's crazy that a studio was created just to produce. Like this is the only thing that they're going to produce is wild because you don't have to worry about schedule conflicts. You don't have to worry about animators being dispersed. Like it's just this is their priority, and it's crazy what to think you can do if you just like relegate all that into one like area. No, certainly. Like having the, the time and, and support for a project like this is just incredible. Yeah, man. And going to another second core, I guess this is actually technically a second season, but um eighty six, man, like we are stacked in this fall season with sequels. Like it's not quite what, you know, spring was or winter of this year, but it is a very, very heavy like season of sequels um 86 i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) because you watched the first season of 86 and so i'm not gonna give any details except i'm going to dare say that 86 might go down as a 10 for me if not not doubt if they keep the same track that they are on 86 will be like a true 10 like one of the best animes for me because this has done some crazy stuff. It's um adverted somehow it's adverted my expectations while keeping my expectations at the same time. So it's like Wow. I don't know what to expect because I'm like, this isn't gonna happen. And then it does happen, but it happens in a way that I didn't expect. You know what I mean? Which still I'm like yeah. wow. Um we do get a few new characters. Um, we do see some some stuff is definitely expanded upon that was 
questionable in the first season. Not questionable as like it didn't make sense, but like things were explained. And we like it's it's just a fun time. I'm not gonna say too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything about it for anyone. But 86, man, it's something special and. It's definitely living up to that Code Geass comparison that it has. Like, I'm personally enjoying it more so than I enjoyed Code Geass. Um, but we're going to see how it all pans because endings are important. So we're going to keep our yeah, expectations tempered. But just know that is is crazy. All I know from the poster is our main character is looking hard. Yes. Like, my God. Yes, she is. Oh, bro, what she did. Is this the... Is this the creation of a Sundere? I don't I don't even think so. I don't even know how to describe um our main character, Elaine. Like she is she is excuse my phrasing, but she is a boss ass bitch, bruh. Like she is really coming to her own and what she did last episode, bruh, I was like Alright. I just had to I picked up my chair and I put I put moved it back. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was just like, I went to my window, I opened the blinds and I was like, let's go <laughs> as loud as I possibly could. Like, I just wanted all the birds, everybody to hear me. Cause it's, I haven't been this hype in a while for a, like, it's a good war story. Like it's, it's like, I realized this anime has helped me realize that every mech anime is also a war anime. I feel like that should go without saying, but like, I'm just like, wow, that connects. Yeah, like every mech anime is about mechs being the next evolution of like tanks. So all I all I know is with that logic, I'm waiting for Girls and Panzer the mech variation, uh, which hopefully is coming within my lifetime. Uh, maybe the little Uzi Vert will sponsor it. He loves it so much. I swear to God, <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. I would be so hyped, man. Um, but um, we're not in that timeline yet. We're still in fall 2021, and honestly, the continuation, the sequels, are looking strong. They're incredibly exciting. We also had Star Wars Visions. Which was a unique adventure into uh, Japanese anime through the lens of Star Wars: The Story, yeah. um, which we covered over on Content Breaker. If you want to check out that episode, we're on all your podcatchers. Content Breaker. Um, what else do we got this season, though? Yeah, um, we just had a few more sequels that I wanted to drop. Um, Yasuhime Princess Have Demon season two um, started. They're on episode six, and then we've also got Sword Art online movie progressive which we haven't had in the states but again i am hearing great things about it so check out those sequels as well the first um original non-sequel i want to get into is comey can't communicate bro i had heard so much about the manga i was like this has got to be hype like there is no way because i felt the same way about chainsaw man which like and don't get me wrong, Chainsaw Man is really good, you know. It, but I'm like, I could see why Chainsaw Man had those elements to it. Like, Comey can't communicate. This seems like a slice of life, you know, general comedy. You know, I guess apparently there's going to be some romance in it type anime. I get to episode one, and I'm like, wow. Like, not to mention this is 
animate it beautifully. Like, and Netflix is doing something different by releasing it weekly. Shout out to Netflix for finally doing that. Um, the animation's beautiful. The voice acting's great. Like, the sound design is just pristine. And the emote, like, emotes, I think that's what it's, like, the facial expressions are, like, top tier. And the premise of this, it deals with a real-life issue that some people have social anxiety to the point where they can't talk, but they want to go out and be able to communicate. And you and I both, knowing people who are like that in real life, you know, I can see how this relates to them. I'm like, yo, this is something special. Besides, this is being a really good watch. This is something I feel like is really special and needs to be made. So shout out to Comey Can't Communicate for being great so far. I got a lot of high hopes for it, and I hope it doesn't go the Seven Daily Sins route where (laughs) at some point it just becomes a doo-doo. Um, but so far, yeah, I'm really enjoying coming to communicate happily surprised with it. It did indeed live up to the hype, which is good to hear because it's kind of their first, uh, Netflix's first endeavor in the weekly release of current anime. So it's good to hear that they, they chose such an incredibly successful story, um, which I know they, they probably knew it was a safe bet. Um, but it's still, you know, great to see that their endeavors are going that way. Yeah, and as big as this manga is in Japan, I'm surprised Netflix got it, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like this is actually Netflix's biggest haul, like, because, you know, Seven Daily Sins was popular, but it wasn't, like, at the level of Comey Can't Communicate manga-wise. It was... Man, I I feel like Comey Can't Communicate was the precursor for... Well, I feel like it's equally as big as their catch for uh, Stone Ocean. Yes, honestly, yes. Uh, but I'm I'm sure that that deal happened at exactly the same time as Comey, um, because you know we're waiting for for JoJo Stone Ocean to release, but you know the announcement was made around about the same time. But I'm I'm certain that it's it's a large investment. They won the bid on the licensing rights, um, because they're trying to be a player in that anime streaming uh, platform uh, industry. You know, when you've got, you know, uh, Crunchyroll and you've got Funimation, Netflix is trying to angle into that market, which competition is positive. You know, the the number of different platforms that the user has to, like, purchase to get all of it is uh, cost prohibitive, but still, you know, the more anime that comes our way, the better we are off. Yeah. And another one, they actually did too on the season of that. They also, Blue Period is also a anime that is given the same treatment as Komi-san, which in, I haven't watched it yet. Um, It's about an artist. Basically, this guy, our main character is an artist who his parents are like, you know, you can't do art, it's a real career, and blah, blah, and he delves into that world. But um, it's also being a weekly release by Netflix as well. And its manga does have a lot of prominence as well. So it's kind of cool to see that Netflix is angling towards, okay, what has a popular manga? Like when they said they hired someone for anime like a year ago, I was just like, yeah, this is just like a random person or whatever. But no, it looks like this person has really been doing their research and knows what to like go and get. So shout out to that person at Netflix who is being there like anime liaison type person. Yeah, man. It was a it was a good business decision. Speaking yeah. of good business decisions, uh 
which may or may not be true. Have you been following Digimon Ghost Game? So, I have been meaning to. I have not got around to it. I know the Digimon guy has not watched Ghost Game yet. I have been meaning to. Um, but, like, there's just so much stuff this season. Plus, like, what the stuff we got to do for the podcast. Plus, like, real life stuff. I haven't made time for it yet. Which I should, because it's Digimon. And I have been hearing positive things about it. Um, not like super positive. <laughs> Most of the positive things I heard is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, um, but it's a like horror take on Digimon, which is an actual classified as a horror anime, like, you know, action adventure horror. So I'm like, okay, that's new. Um, I have Do been meaning. You said what? I'm like, do do we get to see a Digimon be, like, dematerialized? I don't know, honestly. I know that, how, like, we're, how spooky. See, we're seeing spooky stuff. I know we're seeing, like, ghosts and, like, I think the people, I think someone died in the episode. Like, like somebody, like a person, like a Digidestin. Yeah, no, not, maybe not like a Digidestin, but, like, because... I saw that someone was getting the life sucked out of them, and like, it like any Twitter was like, "Whoa, new Digimon, kind of, kind of lit with that." And I was like, "Okay," so I very much will check it out. Um, we might have in our year review that we're gonna do. I definitely will have an opinion on Digimon Ghost Game because I will have checked it out by then, but. As of now, I haven't quite made it there yet, but it looks good. It looks decent, at least. Which is which is exciting, and at least it's not looking like Digimon Savers. Whew. Like, which one was that? <laughs> Digimon. That was the one. That was the one that looked like Vampire Knights from two thousand and seven. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> Digimon Savers was that one weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, it wasn't as bad. It had cool elements, you know? It was like, it was, on going back to, like, visit it, it was definitely rougher than I let it be originally. Like, there was definitely a lot more, I gave it a, I gave it a pass. I'll just put it that way. I, I very much so, like, gave that a pass because it, it was rough. I'll just say that. But, um... Yeah, so moving on from Digimon, uh, Talk OP Destiny is a really good anime. It's a action fantasy music anime, and it's a joint collab between Madhouse and MAPPA, like those two studios, which are kind of on fire. You know, Madhouse has prominence from like years because they've given us, you know, Overlord, they've given us, um, Hunter Hunter, they given us Chiayafu. They given us No Guns Life. I don't know how many people watch No Guns Life, but yeah, and they gave us No Game, No Life. That's what I'm gonna say. No, no Game, No Life Zero. They gave us a bunch of different stuff. And One Punch Man season one, the one that was like incredible. So they definitely have a lot of like weight to throw around, and everybody knows what Mappa has done. The latest season of Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, like, I'm pretty sure a thousand more. They're doing Chainsaw Man. They did uh, 
They did other stuff, but my brain is like, what all did they do? Oh, yeah, they did God of High School. I don't know how they, people like fell about that, but they did that. They did Kakaguri, too, which I I really liked Kakaguri. So we need a season three of that pronto, pronto. But, yeah, so it's an anime about this group of people. We've got um, Destiny, we've got Tak, and we've got Anna. And Destiny is this girl named Umami, or Ume, who basically kind of died. Um, and she, her dying wish was to protest Tak, who is, I'm assuming, her romantic interest based off what we saw. And she can't do it, so she gets possessed by this music art spirit, and he becomes her conductor. So basically, they got to go fight these beasts who... There's no music in this world because if there's music to attract these beasts, that like kind of kill and destroy everything. So we've got these creatures called Musarchs who can fight them. It's a very interesting premise. Like it looks like fate. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I'm not mad at that. That's not an insult. Like I kind of rock with that. But I'm like, yo, are we getting some unlimited blade works up in this piece? It's kind of what it feels like. She is the bone of her staff. Yes. The bone of her baton. So, I definitely recommend Talk OP. And here's one that I feel like a lot of people are going to sleep on, but Platinum Inn, which is by the same creator of Death Note, um, it's the story of this kid who basically wants to kill himself, and he goes to jump off the roof, but before he does that, a guardian angel shows up and she's like, do you want a second chance at life? Like, you know, you shouldn't die. You should just become God and change the world. This is fucking future diaries, man. <laughs> except like, uh, except more ooky spooky. It does have comparisons to future diaries. Yes, I'm not going to lie. Um, this is like if if light Yagami had a cell phone in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are mad that this character is not like Light, Light Yagami. And I was like, he's not supposed to be. Like, he is quite frankly the opposite of Light Yagami, which makes it interesting to me. And a lot of people are like, oh, he couldn't shine Light Yagami shoes. That's kind of a stab at For Neverworld. I love For Neverworld, but he said that. And I'm like, yo, like, he's not supposed to be Light Yagami. He's supposed to be. Mirai, like that's who he is. So he's kind of like he just wants he wanted to die, but because he's lived like a really shitty life, and I'm not gonna reveal what happened because that's very interesting finding out what made him, like what made these people want to die. It's kind of the plot as well of like seeing okay, but yeah. Anyway, our boy Mirai yeah. gets Nase, a guardian angel, who I love her character, who is like. It makes you really kind of think everything you know about angels. Because <laughs> you don't think angels will be pure-hearted and all that. Now, she's like, if you got a problem with someone, you could just kill them. You know? Or, like, she really just cares. The, What's that? This is, this is the guardian angel from, like, a very Japanese understanding of the universe. Yes. Like, she's very much so, like, I really care about Mirai and everybody else can get wrecked. Like, his happiness is the only thing I really care about. And 
she does that and she loves him unconditionally and it's just such an interesting story um i actually was very enthralled in the manga before this i didn't get to finish it because i just didn't finish it so i'm really hyped about the anime so far it seems to be a good job adapting it it's 24 episodes so twice as long as anything else we got on the docket um thus far besides demon slayer so this will expand into the winter season so i'm really excited to see how this goes but i definitely recommend it as a watch if you like you know thriller suspense um drama mystery fantasy stuff if you like everything that death note like kind of was about other than him being a supervillain, yeah you know there is the, even that mystery aspect of like who is we have a big bad that we're trying to figure out who it is so it's very interesting um, but, man, I just realized I haven't I, I haven't ever sat down and thought about it, but I just realized that Light Yangami is a bitch. Yes, he is. Like in the the Shinji Ikari vein of a little bitch, and like he doesn't even have the upbringing to complain about. Yeah, no, Light had a great life. Like I don't really understand why Light Yangami was so bent all the time. Honestly, because he's a psychopath. That's the real reason. Yeah. He was never going to be right. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's certainly exciting to see another anime uh, come out of the same creator since we've only really seen, you know, just Death Note. But, I mean, it, Death Note's a classic, so it's good to see more work. True. Uh, same same with, like, with Taikubo from uh, a couple of seasons back. Yeah. Facts. Like, um, what did he do again? He did... Um, fuck. It was the one... With, like, the England Soul Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn the Witch. Burn the Witch, yeah. Burn the Witch, yes. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, I'm excited to get more of that. So, but, yeah. So, um, my router was just, like, we might have issues. So, if I go out, that's what happened. Just so you know. I mean, and we're we're about to time. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about this season that's really exciting? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to shout out the world's finest assassin. It's by the creator of Redo of Healer, so that's wild. It's like <laughs> the opposite of, well, not the opposite. We'll probably have some elements from Redo of Healer in as well, but. It's concerning. What elements are we going to have from Redo of Healer? Um, I don't, not the normal kind. This is actually a really good story. That's the concerning part, is. <laughs> The normal parts of Redo of Healer, which there were slim few, weren't the problem. Well, the creator said he literally <laughs> made Redo of Healer to get money to do this. So, like, I understand. I feel like this one definitely has passion in it. It feels a lot better. It's done by Silverlink, which is the same studio that gave me um, Reincarnated as an, or not Reincarnated. The one where the demon was like, I'm going to just kill everybody because he was super strong. Like... Uh, Misfit of Demon King, that's what it was. I was like, what is the name of that? But, um, no, this is kind of the story of the assassin who comes back. Like, he gets betrayed in the real world, and then the goddess is like, yo, I need you to kill the hero of this world. And he's like, I'll do it. And he gets born again, and he has all his memories, and he recruits these people to help him kill the hero. It's a really fascinating story. Only on episode four, but I am like hooked every every Tuesday. I'm like, let's go. Or Wednesday, I think. Yeah, every Wednesday, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so that's one that I highly recommend. Then we got Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside, which is adorable. It's feel like it's slept on. 
but it's also a really good watch if you like romance this feels like more it's like an action adventure fantasy but there's like an underlying romance and it's like freaking adorable i recommend giving that a watch um sakugan surprised me it's a <laughs> mecha adventure sci-fi anime that's like a mixture of maiden abyss and gurren lagan so that's wild i feel like you would really like that one you and sarah would probably really enjoy that one um then Ranking of Kings, which looks like a Ghibli movie. I watched this one with caution. It's from Wit Studio. It's really good, but it will make you feel a lot of things. I was like, you know what? I'm not I stopped episode two. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna come back to this later when I want to be sad in life. Because it's a beautiful story, but it's kind of sad as well. So I was like, I will come back to this later. Good call. Yeah, and we've got a few others just like Far Away Paladin, which is kind of eh. I've watched a few episodes, still waiting to get into it. I'm sure it'll be good. Lupin the Third Part 2 was crazy. Pokemon Evolutions is still going on. I'm not sure what episode that's on, but it's still going on. Um, but overall, fall season looking really clean, really heavy. Um, very excited for it. Um, gonna see everything I have seen through to the end, because I don't think we have any cancels yet, and I'm super hyped for Stone Ocean. Let's go. Whenever it gets here, let's go. Man, I feel you. I feel you. I think it's coming to December. So yes, that's the word. So December, hurry it's coming, up, please. But coming soon. But I think that's a wrap for uh, what's going on so far in fall 2021. Of course, you can catch the podcast on all your podcatchers. Talking to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical Shona protagonist or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads. That's with a Z, um, where you can find all stuff anime and non anime related and just life. Come out, have a fun time. Let's go. And yeah. And of course, you can catch the other product too at Content Breaker on all your podcasters as well. We'll catch you next week for Fairy Tale. Yes, fairy tale. Some a fairy tale. <laughs> yes, the first 20 episodes would be exact. Right here on your typical Shono Protect.